0: If you don't understand what a launch angle is at this point, then you're not going to, you don't want to, and I don't want to talk to you. When you actually use the technology, you're not cookie cutter at all. When you use it well, you're actually the opposite. You're more dynamic as a coach, not less dynamic. So I just try to, I try to promote thinking and promote being more objective to things and trying to see things differently than what you're used to. If it's so good that you feel like you should give it away for free, that's the thing you have to give away for free. That's when it's actually valuable and people will actually look at you as a resource and not just some person trying to get your attention. You have to give people value.
1: Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha.
2: And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at The Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going.
1: We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at YackerTech. Tech is the gold standard for measuring spin rate, velocity, trajectory, and most important, spin axis of a pitched ball. No other system captures such clarity on a moving ball. Learn more about their system at yackertech.com. On this episode, we sit down for part two of the three-part series with Bobby Tewksbury, founder of Tewksbury Hitting and co-founder of AB Athletic Development.
2: Pull up a seat, grab your notepad, Here's Bobby Tewksbury.
1: Welcome back to the farm system. We're sitting down with Bobby Tewksbury, founder of Tewksbury Hitting and co-founder of A B Athletic Development.
0: So let me start my interview, but can we can I start my interview portion of this?
1: Yes, go ahead. Do your thing.
0: <laughs> All right. So take take me through. How did you end up at 108?
1: Uh okay, so Originally uh what happened was I was um in I was I, I was a regional manager for uh Planet Fitness. I did an internship with them while I was playing college. Um I tore my shoulder um internship
0: and, with Planet Fitness or with the, one of Yeah.
1: One? Yeah, so I was in an internship with Planet Fitness and then they and you uh, were, tore You
0: me. were in Vegas at that point?
1: No, I was in Kansas.
0: Were you in Vegas at some point?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was born and raised in Vegas. Okay. So, so. Yeah. So I was in Kansas, um, I transferred to NEI. That's where me and Bo played together at Sterling college. Mm-hmm. And, um, our NCAA, uh, hit us with some regulations. My senior year or my junior year, sorry, from, um, from our football team, they had like 115 illegal food plans. So they, uh, <laughs> took all our scholarships away, um, and everybody lost their scholarships. And so we already had, we were already down like to six and then they dropped it to like two. And so everybody transferred, um, I went to Sterling, did an internship. Uh, was with Planet Fitness, became a regional manager for them. Did had four clubs in Kansas and then in Oklahoma, and then got promoted. Went to uh, I was in Austin, Texas, and then um, I was out there in Austin, Texas, and you know uh, it was, I think it was about six months or so. I just I had everything. Did all the I did all the checkmark things that, like early in my life that I thought I needed. Um, had a sports car. Like I I had this like list in my head. Like once I get these things, I'll be happy. Like this is what's, you know, like I was an achiever. I just, I mm-hmm. just needed uh, to go achieve all these things. And I thought that those things would all make me happy. And I would just be, that'd be my, my uh, fa- fairy tale when I actually achieved them. So these I had are the like, ma-
0: materi- like material things. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. Or, you know, like position, kind of life. like, yeah. yeah. Like
1: position, like six figure jobs. Like my, you know, came from a really poor family. Like no one of my family's ever worked in a corporate you know, the corporate arena. And, um, you know, I was uh, a regional was supposed to be a director within the next six months. I had the second most profitable region in the United States. Um, I was living in Austin, Texas, like kind of had all these things like check marked. And um, once I had all those, I, once I had everything, I, I realized I still wasn't happy. And I know we kind of talked about this from your side, but it was more of a spiritual thing. I kind of came, um, came, kind of came to God and I started uh, going to church. And when I started going to church, uh, one service, uh, it was probably six months later after I started contemplating a lot of these things and I knew I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I went to church and, uh, they were talking about, it was like in between series and they were talking about how, um, you know, God's given us all gifts and different things that we're really uh, talented at and ways that we can contribute. And, um, I went home and they were talking about more for the church, but I went home and kind of embodied that message and thought about it. And, uh, realized, you know, as I was scrolling through Facebook, I came across a, um, video of Lou Holt, um, talking about coaching and the impact that it had on him on his life. And, um, it just clicked in my head. Like I'd been coaching, I'd been at an academy in Vegas for, um, you know, 10 years. I helped run an academy there before, you know, since I was a sophomore in high school and I was a academy rat and was coaching little teams when I was there for years and helping them run business and do all those things there. And, Anyways, I realized that I needed to go back to coaching and it was in the middle of the year. Obviously, there's no jobs. I hadn't been, in, hadn't been coaching at all to that point. I didn't have any connections really to go get a job. So um, I, the very next day, that was Sunday. The very next day, Monday, everything It was kind of impulsive. But really, I'd been thinking about it for six months and I finally just got some clarity. And I went and I put my notice in at my job. I uh, broke my lease and figured out everything I needed to do. I dropped everything. Um, and went and became an assistant, uh, coach at a high school out in Utah, um, where the guy that used to own my academy, um, he had was running a team out there and he had offered me a year prior, uh, to come out and coach with them. And at the time I kind of laughed at him. I'm like, dude, there's no way. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm making all this money. I like, I got, I just got a promotion. Like you want me to come make, you know, $2,000 for the entire you know, nine months or something like that. Uh, like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, obviously at the time I like, kind of laughed and then all of a sudden, you know, six months later, a year later, um, you know, I'm, I'm telling, I'm giving them a phone call, telling them I'm coming out. And, um, so I dropped everything, uh, figured out a way to move everything. I didn't, I didn't have any money set aside. I'd spent everything on suits and everything else that I material things had no money and, uh, figured out a way to, uh, make it happen and, um, drove out there, started coaching. And then when I started coaching, I, uh, went to the ABCA, and I had already known about 108 because of uh, someone that I followed from Vegas. He had tweeted about 108 at one point. I started following uh, Eugene. Um, he even screams on Twitter, so he grabbed my attention. <laughs> and um, and then um, so when I got to the ABCA, uh, Eugene was walking around with his curly mustache, and I hard uh, walked missed. Yeah, so I uh, walked up to him, and we started having a conversation, kind of built a relationship, and stayed in contact. Then I went back out to, um, I went back out to Utah, kept coaching, and I reached out to Eugene at one point, and um, he knew, you know, he had a connection with Donnie, and Donnie was coaching with the Bees at the time, and that's in Salt Lake, right where I was, and I asked him if there's any way that he could connect us, because I'd love to just kind of be like a, a fly on the wall, and just, you know, uh, learn, and kind of be, you know, it ended up, ended up being, Donnie ended up, like, mentoring me while I was there, but yeah, I ended up connecting with Donnie, and Kind of took me underneath his wing um, over there, and I got the got a ton of hands-on experience, and um, you know, definitely fast-forwarded my career just because of you know everything I went through, kind of with him. And he let me send him over reports on hitters, and I'd ask him to look at them and uh, tell me what I was missing, and um, ask a whole bunch of questions. He always asked my very first day um, with Donnie. Uh, we're sitting there in the cage. I'm watching there. I'm just, I'm just happy to be there, like asking people for their autographs, basically in my head. Um, and so, uh, there's, there's everybody walking in the room and this guy walks in the room and I thought I recognized them. Um, and it's, uh, Ackley, Dustin Ackley. And, mm-hmm. um, he walks in the room and, uh, he's talking about how he can't see the pitcher because of where, yeah, like, he's like, I can't, I feel like how I set up, like, I just can't see the ball. And you know, they're talking, Donnie gives him this really uh something I would have never thought of. Again, he's he's was far more than me. Again, like restrictions in his neck and how he has to position his shoulders just so cause he's really tight in his neck. And they take him through a test and you know, sure enough, he's like really tight in his neck. He can't he can't uh, position his head that way, he can't um see the picture unless he opens up his shoulders um in the beginning part of his, his setup. And um, but right then, you know, Donnie looks at me and goes, Joey, what do you think? And I'm like, <laughs> The freaking Dustin Ackler here my first day here like I'm just happy to be here and like he's asking me for my advice to a guy who used to watch you know play on the Yankees so um, you know I just told him I think this is what built our relationship from the very beginning was I just told him I said honestly like I've you know Dustin I'm like I've never seen you move um, I have no idea like I have no context and to um, I've never even taken seen you take a swing you know other than on a TV screen like I have no context. And I wouldn't want to just, you know, throw something out just to sit here and try to look smart. And, and, uh, me and Donnie kind of built a relationship from there. And then, um, bleak had offered me two uh, positions just over time that had come up at one Oh eight. They just didn't make sense at the time or, um, you know, I'd have to move and I didn't have money for expensive because, you know, I was making two grand and driving Uber in the mornings and Lyft in the mornings, um, to you just make ends meet. I was leaving the house in the morning at four o'clock in the morning and not getting home till like 1030 at night, just doing whatever I could to, you know, do what I thought God had put me on the earth to do. Then from there, I came to bridge, I came to bridge the gap. And when I came to bridge the gap, I just came to attend, I spent a whole bunch of money that I didn't have. Um, I took a flight, rented a car, did all the things I had, I don't, you know, didn't know how to put all the funds together. And then when I came out here, um, I stayed at the house. Bleak let me stay at the house with all the presenters and, uh, Bobby was supposed to be there. Bobby didn't, Bobby didn't come. Um, and then, um, Bleak,
0: bleak didn't tell me about it until like two weeks before. And that's, was that's a in, bleak move. That's a bleak and move. I was, I was, I was in the Netherlands when he told me. So yeah, that, that wasn't <laughs> okay, too helpful. Fair, fair. Yeah. So that's he's a bleak like, move why aren't you, though. he's like, why aren't you responding? I'm like, I'm in the Netherlands. Like, what do you, like I have to get on Wi-Fi to respond to your text, and I'm six, <laughs> I'm nine hours ahead of you. Like, give me a break.
1: Yeah, no, and he probably texted you at like three in the morning though, so it probably was, you know, somewhere around a time that normal times.
2: Like mini- um, Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but in any case, we, um, I came here, and then one of the speakers, probably because he also informed him two weeks ahead of time, uh, pulled out, and so he just uh, looked at me and he's like, he's like, Joey, do you do you want to present? And I'm like, present, I'm like, these guys have been, you know, developing, uh, you know, this is, we have almost every major league organization here. Um, you know, I didn't prepare anything. I didn't have anything. And then I thought about it and I was like, man, if I, if I didn't present, like, I'd be more upset that I didn't take advantage of the opportunity. In any case, I, um, What'd you put present pres- on? Uh, I put on a presentation of where I like, um, I was very much into, uh, John Maxwell and, uh, leadership. And so I presented on just about like growth principles and things that I've established in my own life to continue, continuing to like progress myself and like my intentional like growth plan and like uh, the tool belt, uh, the tool belt of being a coach. And so I talked about developing a tool belt and, you know, what that looks like and not throwing away one tool just because, you know, you now got a hammer. So you throw away your screwdriver and kind of talked about the, that analogy with coaching. And then at the end, I just went over, um, which actually is funny. I just did that on our last podcast. I discussed, you know, five growth principles that I practice on a daily basis to make sure that I continue to grow myself um, on a daily. On you know, uh, like kind of like a check, some checklist things that I make sure that I do every single day um, to make sure that I have an intentional, like I'm intentionally growing. And I presented there and um, went over well. And then at the end of at the end of the the conference, he had he offered me another position. um, And then he's like, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like, he's like, you'd be perfect for this position I need. Um, You know, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, like, he's like, I would offer it to you, but you'd you'd probably turn it down. And I was like, I'm like, well, no, I'm just saying the other ones like kind of didn't make sense at the time and all this other stuff. And then he's like, yeah, but this be a big boy job. And then he, uh, you know, made me an offer and made me an offer I couldn't refuse. (laughs) And then I uh, made the jump and then came over here and then. You know, he kind of tested me out for a little while, kind of seeing where my head was, what I was open to, um, what I was capable of doing for the business. Um, And then we, you know, kind
0: of went from there and um, here we are. Nice. Here we are. Here we are. Um, What's the, um, what's your, what are your primary roles, responsibilities at 108? What do you, what's your day like?
1: Um, I am the director of hitting and also the director of business development. So um, really from bleak, the hardest part is, you know, instead of him giving everybody two week notices on everything we do, um, I'm trying to take, I take his brain and try to make it um, and do some of my like scalability and some experience that I have with multiple facilities and what that looks like and how to get everybody on the same page and pulling a rope in the same direction. Um, So a lot of times again with a lot of it is structuring when it comes to the business side and then also development wise with building relationships with other companies. So a lot of phone calls um, a lot of conversations a lot of meetings um, with other companies figuring out how we can grow and then sitting down with bleaker a lot of times you know with him. When it comes to the business side he's so focused on he's been so dynamic and he's done such a great job of player development but also too on the other side obviously this is still a business. So, you know, there's some, there's some things that are very simple fixes that I felt like I could, uh, we could implement and they would make us not, you know, keep chasing our tail on a, on a monthly basis to make ends meet. And, uh, there's influence that he had already created, but just wasn't taking advantage of. And so I kind of came in, uh, we, I do some of that stuff on a daily basis of just, you know, I do our website. That's why I'd, I'd wrote you at that one time. And uh, we're, i made some pretty massive changes to our website that will be launching here in the next couple of months. And then um, also on top of that, obviously um, directing, you know, we have two different facilities uh, about 45 minutes from each other. So trying to get everybody on the hitting side, pulling in the same direction, um, learning, growing. Um, I have some direct reports, uh, about three direct reports um, that, you know, trying to get them moving in in the similar direction, I've I've asked Jason quite a bit, some questions about that as well. It's just obviously when it comes to it, it's it's a little different than working for Planet Fitness in that realm. It's just that um, everybody kind of has this religious belief. They've, you know, things worked for them and they're very passionate about what's worked for them. And then trying to like open their brains up to, you know, one thing that Donnie used to say to me that really opened my brain was, um, I used to say, oh, one of my favorite drills or this is what, one of my favorite things to do. And he used to say, Joey, it's not your favorite. It's what they need. And so like I that's one thing that I really embodied. And so getting other guys into that same process is, you know, I don't care what the drill is. I don't care what the thought is. I don't care what implement we have to use. I don't care if it looks like the weirdest thing in the planet. Like if it works, it works and we're going to do it. So, you know, obviously uh, being mentored by bleaker on a, on a daily basis. And, um, you know, him bouncing ideas off of me, I'm, I'm more structured, um, like him mentally, but obviously too, he's more innovative than I am. Um, so we kind of, we kind of bounce off ideas like that. And, um, so yeah, I kind of, I do multiple different things. Um, I wouldn't say there's like a strict description I just kind of do
0: whatever the heck he slides on my plate. Nice. He's a, he's a passionate dude. Um, (laughs) In a good way. I mean that in a good yeah. way. I, I appreciate it. Is he always on like that? Uh, Sometimes,
1: sometimes I think he gets tired. Obviously he pulls a lot of, you know, overnighters and doesn't sleep too much. So there's definitely times when he's tired, Um, but also in the next 10 minutes he can flip it on, you know? So um, majority of the time though, like, yeah, just like ABCA, that man, he's all of a sudden streaming another room and just, <laughs> holding court or you know doing whatever that's that's the he is uh one thing that i always admired about bleak in that way is that he is very forthcoming and he's always been very transparent with me um i mean even my first couple of days being here like i've worked in corporate environments i've worked with a lot of money floating around i've done a lot of those things and he was just very upfront from the very beginning like uh, with numbers and uh, very transparent with what everybody was making and um i think in that same sense like he's the same with with people. He's very uh transparent and will let you know what he thinks. He's from the he has that he has that East Coast in him. Um he'll let you know what he thinks and he's definitely not trying to like hide anything. Um so yeah, that's
0: definitely him. Yeah, he's he's uh he brings it when it, ABC ABCA was fun. ABCA was an interesting thing for that was my how many have you been to? Uh two so I've heard, so I've heard that this one was like massive and really yeah. good compared to some other ones. The Indianapolis was not good because it was cold. It was really
1: cold. Negative five at one point.
0: Yeah. I mean, deal with it, (laughs) but people like people were sick though. And yeah, it was was tough. That's not good. But the, the, my favorite part about it was just being around like-minded people and being able to bounce ideas and just discuss things and dig into concepts. Like Mm -hmm. we, we went till, I slept the first night because I knew I had to pace myself. Um, I had been my my daughter had been sick like the three days leading up to it, so I had gotten no sleep the three days before I flew there. So I'm like, I can't go four nights in a row. So I had to sleep the first night. But then we went. I mean, we're talking like 4:30 a.m. back to back to back. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Um, I want to ask what what is the culture like at, at 108? How is it different than other places you've been? Do you consider it to be special? Like, what's what's the vibe like on a yeah. on a typical training day?
1: Yeah, I would say um, it definitely has. I've I've been to I've I've visited Driveline. I've visited um, quite a few player development like places across the nation. So, kind of have some some experience with that. And when it comes to one hundred and eight, I would say the the main things that I always feel is again I think because of you know, bleaker's uh, leadership in that same sense. I think everybody is pretty transparent. And I think that's something that I really value in the culture is guys that are willing, you know, um, you know, they're up front, like if they're struggling with things or they don't agree with something. You can see guys, you know, guys are passionate. Again, all breeded from leadership and it just kind of trickles down. But everybody's passionate about what they believe in. And, you know, they're you see guys going after each other. You see guys challenging each other. Um, and then also, you know, with that you see you see a whole bunch of really talented athletes, obviously, you know, we have some of the top talent in the nation. um, And that's, that's good. Guys get challenged. You know, there's guys that are absolutely dominant in high school, but when they come here, they're facing other guys that are absolutely dominant in high school or they're facing, you know, we, we constantly, we, we've done it before. We have a 12 year old hit off a professional pitcher or something. Um, We've, we've done some crazy things and it's funny when those things happen and, you know, we give guys a hard time and um, you know, but I think, I think more than anything, it's, it's just more of a family. Um, in that sense is that, you know, like even all the other directors and everybody that we have as a staff Um, in that sense is, you know, obviously it, it helps that most of us live together in the same house. So, you know, we, since we all live together, it's just everything we do is we're around each other all day long. It's like living with your, with your best friends and, um again just just like you're saying like with abca where guys are up till three in the morning like we do that all the time just like at the house and like picking each other's brains from different perspectives you know i'm constantly with our director of strength and performance uh you know with our, our pitching guy just bouncing ideas off of you know movement principles or uh you know again like what does he think like that from a strength perspective or how does that play or this is what i'm seeing in a guy what do you see in this room and Um, it's just interesting how many things overlap and it's good to see a lot of those different experiences. So I think more than anything in that realm, that's kind of been the culture that I've experienced since I've been here. Um, it's just, you know, how it's not too often. I've mentioned this to, um, our guys a lot that it's not too often that you get a group of individuals together that are all pulling in the same direction and want to see each other succeed. Um, and also, you know, just everybody pulling the uh, the rope. Um, and assisting guys when someone's, you know, not having the hottest day or, uh, you know, just that's, that's, that's odd. Um, And it's something that I appreciate and kind of get reminded of on a daily basis.
0: Sure. So you guys all live together? You bunk up?
1: Yeah. So we, uh, me, uh, so me, our uh, pitching director, Wes, will as well that you match the little little eugene with the with his his curly mustache as well he's with us Uh as well um our director of uh uh, strength and uh performance which is mitch he's with us as well we have a college guy and we also have we have like one room one room has some bunk beds in it that's like all our college guys and then everybody else has their own room um we live in a pretty big house um a five bedroom like uh like five bedroom, like five bath, like everybody has their own bathroom and stuff too. It's a pretty nice house that especially out in Southern California for us to, you know, it works because it's we get to stay in a, you know, awesome house um in an awesome area, um, not too far from the shop. And um, you know, we get the it's because of that, it's everything's affordable and, you know, it works for all of us, especially pursuing our dreams and like what we want to become and what 108s kind of growing into. So um in that way I think it's it's awesome and it, how um he originally pitched to me, Eugene originally pitched it to me in the beginning. It's like, yeah, like you guys are gonna live together like the Beatles. <laughs> so it was like Like the Beatles. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> all right, like, all right, sure. Like, and at first, like again, like I have um I have a girlfriend. So I was just like, man, I don't know if that's gonna go over well. She's moving with me. Not only we're moving, but you know, we need to move in with all these people that we don't know yet. And, you know, I've had some bad roommates in the past in college, so it's awesome. Um, in that sense is like, you know, again, these are you know, my best friends with me every single day. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's pretty cool living together.
2: Yeah. Bane too. Oh, and
1: Bane, my dog. That, that is uh, basically a pony. Yes, absolutely.
0: A pony. Yeah. He is things huge.
1: Great Dane, great Paranese mix.
0: What? Yeah. How many pounds does that weigh?
1: Uh, he's only, he could be a lot bigger, but he's, he's probably about mm, like 90, 95 pounds right now. So Um, like as
0: big as you. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Damn near. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he's pretty. He's pretty big, but uh not as big as I be, I'm about to say, like maybe a uh, two-thirds of a size of a real like size like uh, yeah. Great Dane. So he's not. Great he's not Danes big, man. Yeah, some big dogs.
0: That's crazy. So what's what's next for you guys? What's on the docket? I know you guys have. I'll plug it for you. I'm <laughs> uh, see. I'm hosting this thing now. <laughs> I know you guys. I know you guys got your resource coming out. We spoke about that at APCA, and yeah, um I know you guys got. You're working on some stuff. Mm-hmm. um, what is your goal with that what's what's your primary objective and what what problem are you trying to solve
1: yeah, so uh problems that I'm trying to solve is a, uh not uh me because it's way too big for me, even way too big for us you know it's like we're taking on something that's uh you know someone used to tell me all the time you know it's the only way to eat a hippo is you know one bite at a time. I don't know why you're, you're eating hippos but In any case, elephant. Oh, we're going elephants. Um, in any case, my
0: finance professor in college (laughs) said elephant, so we'll go with elephant.
1: Um, but yeah, so um, one thing we're trying to take on is there is some resources that are out there, but I think there's again, uh, Eugene's done a great job of when it comes to player development is really um, looking at some things from some different perspectives and, um, kind of more holistically. And I think that there's some really good information that we're trying to provide to uh, coaches for a reasonable price. I mean, if you actually obviously think about this, like what we're asking coaches to do again, like you mentioned is it's one of the hardest things to do in all of sports. And then on top of that, um, most of these coaches, especially when it comes to player development have never gone to school for any of it. I mean, a lot of these guys are um you know uh, communications majors or you know maybe they didn't even finish college cuz they got drafted or didn't go to college period and then now they're just teaching guys from what they feel or what worked for them or you know again maybe they're catchers and maybe they know a little bit and um and then they're just going by experience and so one thing we're trying to do is provide a another resource and hopefully a really good and strong resource for guys to reference when it comes to you know movement um profiles that we see um how to deal with those again like ways to fix those and kind of go through a holistic view when it comes to biomechanics you know kinematics and uh, you know skill acquisition motor learning motor performance you know just, just trying to hit it from a whole bunch of different angles of you know from the pitching hitting side and um you know again not to draw a little slide in there of also performance at one point and then also slide in i think you know one thing we see with when it comes to all the data is a lot of times there's all these new technologies that are coming out, but people don't necessarily know how to use them or at least not use them to their full potential. So that's one thing that we're coming, uh, come out and, you know, uh, it there as well is how to use this technology, how we use it on a daily basis, things that we're looking for. And, uh, you know, obviously using more of these launch monitors more than just for, you know, EVs and LAs and just how hard can I hit the ball and how far I can hit it and um you know bat sensors all kinds of stuff like that and um so i think that's really going forward we're just trying to help the game kind of come back to center on some things and then also you know push it in some other directions that we feel like um could really help the coaches so it's kind of what we're going for here in the next uh, couple of months
0: i don't even know if you answered my question did you answer <laughs> my question <laughs> what was your question what did i miss what problem what problem are you solving uh coaches coaches there's no education
1: there's no education to be a coach education got it yeah education
0: yeah why is it gonna be better than what's out there
1: um well good question i mean obviously, from tell
0: me tell me your perspective of hitting twitter let's get into some juicy stuff oh man what's so everything that happens on hitting twitter right now happened on forums yeah back in the day uh, seven years ago eight years ago So it's pretty boring to me at this point. Um, <laughs> You've been off. You, you
1: actually been more um, common on social uh, media now than you used to be. You Used to be like gone.
0: I, you were, yeah, I, uh, took I took a time out. I took a yeah, time
1: out. <laughs> yeah, you were you were just this mythical creature that only the ones that were on the inside knew that you still existed. But you know that for a while, I don't even know if people knew who you were because you went so dark for a minute. Yeah, and, like you kind of lost that. Like people didn't understand that you were like you're still a dude. so it was good you kind of went dark for a minute it
0: was good yeah well so the the stuff that went down with Colabello, um Mm -hmm. i can't wait for that to all shake out chris i mean he's at my facility every day he's one of my best friends in life and i actually lived with him that off season so like i i know the man i know the character i ate all the same food that he ate like very unfortunate situation. And, uh, if anybody wants some insight into the situation, there was a, a Joe Rogan YouTube where he was talking about John Jones and John Jones is, uh, the same exact thing. Or I don't want to say that John Jones experienced a abnormal steroid situation Mm. that, uh, will provide insight into, um, other situations. I'll put it that way, but. I'll say that I've got complete faith in Chris as a person, as a decision maker, as a, you know, I I got more faith in Chris than I do the system at this point. So, but when that all happened, it was like, I, I went through some, I battled some demons with, you know, just hating baseball to be perfectly honest. I wanted no part of it for a bit. It was just so disheartening to see what happened to him. The guy that I know that's the most careful about that sort of thing like that's his greatest fear in life to have his dream ripped away from him and to be exposed to the professional side the business side the you know understanding some of the dynamics between the league and the union and um dealing with lawyers and scientists and it's like this is not what this is brutal and um you know trying to help him you know clear his name and just hated it i just didn't want to be a part of it for for a stretch um just really wasn't fun and there's so many like arguments that like we're still talking about a launch angle swing like come on <laughs> what are what are we doing it's it's like do you want a ground ball swing or a launch angle swing and like <laughs> a launch angle is just a measurement like don't use a scale to measure how much you like how much your body weighs
1: yeah like if you don't
0: yeah what are we talking about like it's like if you don't understand what a launch angle is at this point then you're not going to you don't want to and i don't want to talk to you yeah yeah if you don't even want to if you don't even want to try then yeah i don't want to talk to you and that's like right, guys, I just,
1: I just don't get to, I mean, Twitter is one thing. Maybe they're just, I mean, don't get me wrong. They definitely have the resources to figure out what that is, but I think it really comes back to where they're pulling a lot of this information from. And it's like announcers that get paid to talk about baseball and talk about like what's going on in the game, especially, you know, obviously there's been this big push for analytics and what that looks like. And it's like, even now, like (laughs) going into this off season, like there was, it, it happened again, like, Somebody else talking about um you know launch angle and that being like that guy having a launch angle swing and it's just like I just don't understand by you know this point it's just at this point it's just like again like you're saying they're choosing not to understand like you know they, yeah. they yeah, I mean yeah. we I think we could have saved if whoever I don't know again if you happen to know who came up with the term launch angle. Um I have no clue, but I think if we would have called call it exit term. angle.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, see, well,
1: and I think, I think too, if they, you know, would have called it exit angle from the very beginning, it would have saved a lot of grief. But at the same time, it's a launch angle.
0: It is a launch angle.
1: No, but it is a launch angle.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's a a golf term. The the golf, golf went through all of it. Golf, golf went through the whole, uh, fight technology and then, like, oh, wait, this is actually really good when you use it well. Yeah. And you can, Mm -hmm use technology to talk about feel and not create robots yeah like it's that that happens when you actually use technology it's not you're not cookie cutter at all when you use it well you're actually the opposite you're more dynamic as a coach not less dynamic and it's just the people that have never used it they have no exposure to it so they don't know what they're even talking about and it's obvious if you use technology that they don't know what to talk about. So then you just you're running in circles. You're going around and around. And you're frustrated. and It's annoying. So I took a timeout. Yeah, I just took no, a timeout.
1: Hitting, hitting Twitter is very. Uh, um, I think I think holistically, I think it's good for the game. Um, those conversations that happen.
0: I mean, you want, don't you want, you want a fun fact? Yeah, what's going on? I own hittingtwitter.com. Oh. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, own, I own the domain name i don't think i can do anything with it because twitter would slap a cease and desist on me but i bought it <laughs> that's one of my i sit I, I i squat on a lot of domains but oh, just waiting twitter, for somebody I, to I own it or what? <laughs> yeah i own it I, I should just put up like a splash page and just change oh, it oh man that's like fine. uh just do like random uh just current events of hitting twitter like maybe oh, like man. a daily like best tweet of the day or worst oh, tweet man. of the day. You
2: shouldn't have done that. And You should have just freaking just started, clouded yeah. people and just put in the dumbest stuff you can find on there. Yeah. <laughs> just the most outrageous tweets of the day.
0: I got a partner with uh with pitching ninja. Oh get yeah. Some, uh, get some yeah.
2: He's got some good ones.
0: He's doing he's doing good stuff. No, um, he's a good guy. Yeah, he he's putting the background stuff and Yeah, the using system. using social for good and not evil yeah. yeah but i just i'm just sick of the arguments and i don't want to waste my time on yeah nonsense anymore and yeah like kyle came after me kyle body body sorry kyle um, <laughs> he came after me and he's like yelling at me like "Oh, we're just it's marketing i'm like yeah i get it i'm just over it like i get that i listen i understand i just want no part of it it's just I think there's different ways to do it and there's different, that book, the the book pendulum that I referenced earlier, it like where we're at as a society being polarizing is good. If you are polarizing, if you take a stand and be loud, you're going to get attention and it's going to be good for you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's good in general and that's the, according to that book, like that wave is going to exist for like another 15 years. So yeah, you know, keep better get with thing. it, Bobby. You better get <laughs> you know, with it.
1: Just get with it or loud. get lost. He's gonna start yelling at people. That's that's a good move, I think. That came back too. There was a book uh, you ever read, uh, "Outrageous Marketing," uh, by um, Mark Cuban, I think wrote it, and it's just, it's kind of the same uh, principles. as just you know when uh, I think I think Doritos came out with a commercial not too long ago, a couple of years ago for like Super Bowl, and it was like um, something monkey rabbit pig or something something some weird like animal or pug or something like that and it was like this is the weirdest randomest commercial and it just grabs people attention because it's different like i i I mentioned the same thing kind of about like you know like mma um you know i think that why mma kind of exploded in that same sense is just like how often do you see grown men fight (laughs) like you don't like back in the day like obviously when you had you had the arena set up and guy was like fighting a lion could you imagine like
0: i i i (laughs) I got to i I got to see the coliseum this summer it was insane it's like the size of a major league stadium like a like it's a little smaller than a major league stadium I would go right now imagine (laughs) imagine well yeah imagine (laughs) like people would go there to watch people kill each other that was entertainment yeah that is wild It's yeah. and then you then you like stand there and you look at this building, and you're like, they built this two thousand years ago. That yeah. is wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wild to think about Some it, of the sure. architecture there is so incredible. Yeah, and everything's like by it's hand. Awesome. It's crazy. It, absolutely amazing what they did. But the um yeah, I've 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 spent a lot of, so I was a business major, I was in college, so um I'm passionate about business and learning and I've I've been very fortunate um with some connections that I've made and <laughs> really friends that I've made now, um, that I've, I've been exposed to a lot of really, really cool stuff from a marketing standpoint. And, um, you know, I've got, I've got plans. I've got projects that aren't public yet and passions that I've got that are gonna, they're going to see the light of day pretty soon, but, um, Oh, we're not, we're not, you're not going to spill the, spill the tea on the, on the farm system. (laughs) Come on, Bobby. <laughs> come on, Bobby. you got to give us early. the deets. <laughs> I told you I own hitting Twitter. That's pretty good. That, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, we're going to drop that uh, one. Um, I, I'm sure somebody will, after this episode, will come and get you and pay you a couple million dollars to get that one. So. Probably not. Probably
0: not. <laughs> no, but the um, it's one thing that I I always struggle with, I, I grew up in a situation where we didn't have a lot of money to do things. Like I would not have been able to, aff- our family would not have been able to afford being a, a client at my business right now. Like that's, I struggle with that. I really struggle with that. So, you know, we've never turned somebody away because of money ever. Hmm. And, you know, we, we charge, a, I think a fair rate and the, the dynamic of baseball and business and trying to make a profit, you know, and not lose money doing what you love and having a passion. Hmm. It's something I struggle with at times you know and finding ways to scale it is incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. and that's you know hitting daily for me was a place that i could write and share and do a basically a brain dump i've got almost like 500 pieces of article a piece of content on there 500 i started that in 2016 i've got 500 like and i've written or produced most of that 500 articles
1: it's can i plug you right now Can I plug you right now and have you open up what, you know, hitting daily is obviously uh, something that was a big influence on me. Like as I was, you know, kind of learning how the swing actually moved. I remember sitting in my bedroom, I'm in college and going, hold on, like if the swing did that and I started figuring it out, like it all had this like moment in my head. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, again, coming across your stuff. um, So can you kind of open up what hitting daily is, what it consists of, um, what people have the capability of doing and kind of open that up It's uh
0: so it's a membership website It's 20 bucks a month and I try to do five pieces of content a week. I don't achieve that every week, but I I do my best to get up five pieces of content a week. And it's just where you know I talked to Eugene about this earlier. Twitter everything just disappears. You say stuff and it disappears. So I wanted a place that I could write and and share videos and just be as current as possible to my To my beliefs. So, like my, when I wrote my book, I tried to write something that was void of style as much as possible. And it's really hard to do, you know, try to boil it down and talking about the swing in terms of characteristics was how I finally got that to happen. And, you know, talking about depth and plane and direction and timing windows, those things to the best of my ability without style considerations. But there's a billion style considerations and I never know what words are going to work for a hitter. I never know what's going to make something click. You know, everybody's approaching this from their own lens. They have their own experiences, their own, all the teaching that they've ever received. That's, that's their foundation. So hitting daily is where I just share as much as I can in as many ways as I can you know i do player breakdowns i do like i've i've one category is called swing thoughts and concepts and it's there's probably 200 articles in that one alone and it's just like i'll see something in a game and i'll just i'll write an article about it or do a voiceover and just expand on things in ways that i hope will connect with people my my goal when i when i put content together is i want to have like 10 or 15 minutes of content for somebody to to digest like 10 to 15 minutes of you know, if I, if you get, tw- if you get 20 of those a month, pretty good chunk of material. And a lot of people that, that are members will tell me they, they just binge on it. They'll, they won't check it for a week and then just go in and just blast through five and it's a good way to do it. It's, um, you know, I think back to how, how I got my start and a lot of the forums and trying to gather video and one of the one of the best things you could ever do to learn this stuff is to start making your own video and looking for the differences so i just try to i try to promote thinking and promote being more objective to things and trying to see things differently than what you're used to chris writes chris has been writing he's written a a decent amount i tried to get some other writers at at one point and tried to like kind of scale it more but didn't really work out just it's it's hard to get people to it's hard to write consistently Mm. newfound respect newfound respect for like ken rosenthal like (laughs) dude grind like jeff Passan grinds um you know those guys are churning stuff out and it's hard to do that it really is and it's you know i i try to put out really good stuff that people feel like they're getting good value out of it. 20 bucks a month. I mean, a lot of people do membership stuff, membership websites now. And, you know, I started in 2016 and then I know driveline came out with theirs recently and baseball rebellion came out with theirs and Mm -hmm. more people are going to come out with stuff. And yours is, uh, yours
1: is different though. Yours is like, um, like I said, I, I, I think in that same sense, it's um, like, there's so many times that I've gone on. And again, like you're saying, it's just like, a guy in an on deck circle or a guy going through like certain fields and then like your perception of that and how it blends into like guy's swings or just like their thoughts. Um, and I think it's a little bit different in the sense of so much. It's uh, not so much like I wouldn't go to it. Like you're like taking a course or something. It's just like thoughts and kind of like take, you know, uh, you know, eat the meat and like leave, you know, or take, you know, eat the meat and like leave the bones kind of. Um mm-hmm. and I I think from that side it like really got me thinking. It's more thought provoking. Um, than I would say as like, you know, it's kind of to get you thinking. It's not everything. It's a piece, and I think that's why again it kind of feeds into the hitting daily side. Is you know it's just the daily like thoughts, like thoughts of Bobby. That's what you could have named it. Yeah, um, yeah. and so. Uh, well, I, I
0: would, that was because I'm, I'm trying to get away from personal branding a little, <laughs> little business lesson don't name your business after yourself mm-hmm. so yeah. i i when i started writing uh obviously eric Cressy's like a legend of the industry yeah um and he's an, he's a northeast guy as well so you know i would look at his archives and be like this dude's been writing since 2004 like yeah. he's so when when he started getting consistent that's when I was like, okay, that makes sense to me, and like he talks about naming it Cressy Performance and how that's probably not the best thing in the world. Like if you yeah. ever wanted to sell it, that's, mm-hmm. that's not good. so doing something called hitting daily. It in, in a lot of ways it it makes my brand scattered, and I think I I really don't promote hitting daily like I should. Like at, if I was yeah. going straight business mode, like
1: you've been retweeting it a little bit lately. Yeah, Chris, you almost never do, though.
0: Yeah, Chris. Well, Chris does the people are like, Is this like uh, inception? Like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, Chris is doing all the social for that, like, he'll gotcha. he'll tweet out his stuff. So, when I see his right words, I don't think twice about retweeting it, but I hate when people retweet themselves, yeah. Like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. Look, like, like if it's a good Bobby, tweet,
1: you're, you're stabbing us right now. Why okay? don't we, you just we, add we, us, bro? Why don't you just add us next time, Bobby?
0: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I will. Maybe I will. I'll screenshot it and just just do the uh, do a tunnel of tweets with screenshots. It's yeah,
1: like, wow, Joey just retweeted himself. Awesome. Do you are, do you
0: retweet yourself?
1: Well, we repost, we, we run obviously the farm system as well, so there's things that we post, and then to Um, obviously the farm system has different reach than some of the people that follow me um, personally. So we, we kind of use that. And also, I also run our 108 hitting. So I retweet from there as well. Again, all different audiences um, Mm -hmm. and different reaches. So we, again, more as a marketing, not so much as like, look how like um, smart I am. Or sometimes again, I've, I've also retweeted um, like I've posted things. I had a thread I recently wrote for 108 hitting and it kind of blew up. And then, um, Ooh, I, what does that mean I, to you?
0: what's that mean to you? <laughs> uh,
1: well, well, we um, <laughs> no, no, it, it, it did, uh, caught on. It was, I think it was more, more so because anything with, uh, Mookie and G A D talking about hitting, I think is going to blow up period. So I don't know if I was actually smarter. they just wanted to hear them talk. So, um, it you know, but again, something like that, like I've retweeted and kind of, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird when you, when you put it in that perspective, but, um, Yeah. So he's brought it back up to the top of the timeline. I'm,
0: I'm, yeah. No, I meant more in terms of like they retweet their own account. Like mm, yeah, like if Tukes hitting, retweeted Tuke's hitting. It's different if you have different brands. That's, yeah. It's a little different. I, I'm not a big fan of the self retweet.
1: It's okay. I I feel you don't have to smooth it over, Bobby. We're okay. I can I, no, I can I'm repair Bo, Bo Bo replace, like I'll take care of Bo. Bo will take care of me. We'll 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 heal our wounds from that stab one. We're good. We'll move forward. People <laughs> both survived stabbings before. We're getting
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, so it's so like self. It's it. It goes back to the other stuff we were talking about with like trying to make money doing this and mm. charging fair rates and you know the the promotion and self promotion of of social. My take has always been like if you share good stuff, like sometimes you'll just time it wrong. There's there's different apps or different you know things you can you can access when your followers are most active Mm -hmm. so you can time stuff up and be smart about when you share stuff. Yeah. Uh, But if you put up really good stuff, so uh, a guy that I consider to be a mentor and a friend, his rule when he gives stuff, when he does stuff for free, he says, if, if it's good enough that you feel like you should be charging money for it, if it's so good that you feel like you should give it away for free, that's the thing you have to give away for free mm-hmm. because that's when it's actually valuable and people will actually look at you as a resource and not just some person trying to get your attention. You have to give people value. Yeah. So, you know, the no, stuff like with, the stuff with like a Mookie or JD right now, that's just the trend. That's a trend right now. That's, for sure. you know, in 2015, it was Donaldson. Then it was judge. Then it's Mookie and JD. It's like, it's just a, it's a yeah. cycle and it's, it's my, I think my perspective on that might be different than most. Cause I kind of lived it so mm. I can see it pretty objectively, but you yeah. know, in terms of, in terms of putting out good stuff, like people that put a thousand hashtags, so do you guys do hashtags?
2: <laughs> do I just do We've never <laughs> done hashtags.
0: I just, oh, don't. you need
2: me a text
1: before you say the next things, bro. John, they be trying to stab us, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if you look at people that are like real authorities and real credible people are they stacking up their instagrams with with hashtags i just don't i don't see them doing it because they don't need to because their content stands on its own Mm -hmm. and there's there's algorithms that say like oh yeah you know you got to do hashtags for this and once you have ten thousand followers then you get boosted in the rankings and all this stuff and it's like well just put out good stuff just be really good and you know that's not good enough that's not enough but If you're genuine about what you do and you care and you're not just taking advantage of your athletes and trying to make it all about yourself all the time, like then you're going to be okay. You're like, just put out good content, just put it out and you'll be okay. you the right people will find you. And you know, there's just social, social media is so fake. (laughs) let us know what you think bobby (laughs) it's it's, i don't think it's good for kids i don't think you know yeah there's just we talked about that a little bit earlier about like kids in the game today and they i think kids chris and i talk about this all the time kids want to make a commitment more than want to play in college they Mm -hmm. think it's like oh well i made a commitment and i get to announce like Blessed and whatever and
2: <laughs> hashtag blessed. People aren't yeah. even announcing that. They're announcing when they get offers now.
0: Yeah, they oh, I got an offer. Yeah. That's like, is that your goal, or are you trying to be as good as you can be? Yeah. Like, did yeah. did they like did they contact the coach and say thank you first, mm-hmm. or did they just go on Twitter to say yeah. it to for status symbol for themselves? Yeah. And that's that's where I get like really.
1: I like, I, think, I think I think. I look at it too, though. I mean, obviously, again, brings like so much opportunity. Like, you know, the farm system wouldn't even be a thing. Like what, what would it cost, you know, back in the day to have a radio station? It's just like it would have been, you know, there's no way I'm for that Gary to happen. Right
0: yeah, you're going, you're no, going Gary
1: on I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's opened up so many opportunities for, you know, again, like it's fast forwarded someone like, you know, my career or Bo's career in the game, like, and that sense of like, If you do have good stuff, like it's one thing to have good stuff, but you know, distribution back in the day was an issue. Like that was Mm -hmm. hard. You got to have a lot of money set aside. Like that's how people got noticed. Just all distribution, and um, now obviously you can. I can get on my phone right now and post a tweet, and you know, we could build followings. And you know, again, it kind of gives the middle ground. I mean, even for businesses that again don't have marketing dollars that they they can self promote. Um, and they can, you know, post their cupcakes or they could post the, you know, their knives that they sell the Bobby to stab us with or whatever, <laughs> like, like they could do all these things to, uh, you know, push their own products. So I think, I mean, obviously there's, there's goods and bads to everything and there's some byproducts that we really didn't intend, but, um, you know, they're kind of like you were talking about, maybe we went too far in the social media realm and, you know, but I think what do
0: you, we'll what do you got on back. ratios? What do you got on ratios? Of followers to followees.
1: Oh man, um, that's a tough one. I got, I got more, it matters context, what, right?
0: Context. What do you got? What do you got on like the 100k followers,
2: 100k I, following?
0: I, I
1: have, I have, I have more issues with people that have 100k followers but only get two likes on their tweets. Yep,
2: Ooh, that's cool. that's
0: wanna, <laughs> that a, was that a sub tweet?
1: No, I just, that... I just, I just don't, I just don't like the, um, I just don't like the. You know, so again, like, my, just that's a, so fake, thing my, a yeah, fake thing my, to
0: me. So my point was like the numbers. Yeah. If you're, if you're a follower, if your followers aren't qualified, if they're not good people, yeah. like if you don't, if you're not actually building relationships with them yeah. and it's just a number, it doesn't mean anything. And that's kind of my whole point about the social thing. It's like, it's the fakest thing ever because like you might get followers because like you posted a funny meme. But yeah. they don't care about you. They don't. there's not real. If, they, from a
1: business perspective, would you say that though the awareness there? Because first off, you did stab us there, Bobby. We do our ratio. We're about even. We we follow quite a few people that follow us. Um, you, do and you
0: follow people so that they follow you? We
1: also do that as well. Yeah. There's do there have, is a do you have
0: software. Funnel. Do you have software that adds people automatically and drops them and re-adds them? No. No, that's a thing. Yeah. And, I, and that's, and that's where I think,
1: I think also too, I mean, we've talked to accounts. I mean, one thing that people do now too, as well is you can just go to someone and just pay them for their account and they'll sell it to you, which again, as you're, if you're a kid and that's what you got time to do, I mean, you could be making some good money, just making social media accounts when you're like 16, they could be subscribing to uh hitting daily, for, you know, easy money. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, if I wanted to go to a batting cages, I just think there's so many things like, you know, you know what I would have done when I was younger to have, uh, be able to do like, even when I was in college, if I had, uh, like Uber or Lyft or something like that, that I could do that as a job. That was the hardest part of being in college is you couldn't have a real job or make any money because you're playing sports and you have school. I can't just turn on the app whenever I want and go drive for a couple hours and make some money. You know, like that'd have been, that would save me some, uh, corn dogs and, uh, some of the other, other hot dogs, the million hot dogs that I ate while I was in college. So, I don't know. I think there, I think there's, when you go into a lot of that stuff, uh, there's always opportunity um, in each one of those, obviously some byproducts of that as well. Um, But I don't know. I'm a, I'm a technology lover. I love it. I think, I think it's all in the, in the name of progression.
2: So much opportunity. (laughs) It's opened the door for so much opportunity, especially in business. No, that's,
0: that's, I mean, it's certainly there and it's, I don't hate all of it, but the, the parts that I don't like, I feel pretty strongly about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, it, for me, I look at it, I look at the how it's affecting kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree. That's sure. the agree. part
0: that I'm concerned about. Like, because, yeah. like, Joe, you were, you get, you kept giving me a hard time at ABCA being like, oh, big shot, this and that. Like, <laughs> you, you thought I was like flexing, like, <laughs> big,
1: big <it's>, time Bobby.
0: <laughs> like, you thought I was flexing on you about certain things. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it, like, if people follow me because they, they think I put out good content and they want to be aware of when I put out new things and they, you know, if I'm helping them, that's awesome. But I'm not going to go out and follow 20,000 people to, in hopes that they follow me back. Mm-hmm. Like I treat, I treat my, my follower. Like I want to follow quality people so that I am learning. Yeah. I'm not doing, um, it's not a, I don't treat it as a game for that part because it, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want a messy newsfeed on my, mm-hmm. on my Twitter. I just, I don't want trash on there. I don't want to deal with nonsense. So like if I followed a hundred thousand people and I had to deal with like sift through that, where's the, where's the quality?
1: Yeah. It's like digging for gold. We kind of talked about that on our last podcast is like, I think reading, some people consider that like reading too. And I was, I was talking about that with Bo is like, what's well, one of my things on, my daily, um, you know, growth, I guess you would say habits as I read, I make sure I read every single day. And I was like, and it's not, you know, like everybody, you can count Twitter as reading cause you are reading, but at the same time too, again, you're sifting through it for nuggets rather than if you were reading something that is more controlled. Again, if you're reading a book on biomechanics or you're reading a book on, you know, um, leadership or something like that, you know, you know what you're going to get going in, you know, that there's going to be some things that you can do some takeaways from rather than, you know, there's plenty of time on Twitter that's, you know, useless or, you know, you fall down the the rabbit hole of YouTube or, you know, I'm just making fun of you because you said you're just watching YouTube before this. But yeah, you could easily fall down the rabbit hole um, and get off course. and It's like, man, I just sat here for 40 minutes and did nothing. Just <laughs> didn't get anything that really pushed me forward, like just entertain myself, but I didn't get any better. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't learn. I didn't grow as a human being, you know, like none of that stuff happened. So like you can definitely... Uh, there's definitely some bad sides of it, of, you know, time filling. It's just like, man, I could have, we're sitting at dinner and I could, we could have had a conversation rather than all of us, you know, looking down at our phones. Mm-hmm.
0: So and the parents it, are, just, the parents are just as bad as the kids, kids get the bad rap, but yeah, what I come up, I come up to our lobby mid session and all the parents have their heads down on their phones. They're not talking mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah. It's, it's, sure. it's across the board. Nobody's present. Nobody's present right now. Yeah. And, and I think that's even harder business as a business that is a massive opportunity yep yeah. to be present with kids and help them and show them that you really do care that is a as like it's this it's what should be normal and it's yeah exceptional right now yeah, yeah. it is exceptional right yeah. now yeah and that it's it's the reality and it's kind of sad mm. to be honest
1: yeah, we have we have uh, players too. One thing I always notice um, with some of our guys as well is just, you know, what's kind of going on with them mentally. Like some of our younger guys, it's, um, you know, they take a bad round. And like there's certain guys that we have, um, you know, that especially they've gotten better now over time. But I remember guys coming in, it's like they do bad round. And I got, you know, 11-year-old that's like starts like, you know, tearing up or, you know, it's like, dude, it's just baseball. You know, like, and just being there um, on that side of things, I, I think it's like you're saying, there's so many opportunities that are missed because, you know, our heads are down in a phone or, you know, we're just not paying attention to what's going on around us. We're we become numb, um, to a lot of those things, which, you know, those could be really big moments for that player. Um, again, maybe he's not getting that, maybe he doesn't have a relationship with his dad. I know a I, I, big thing for me was, you know, I wasn't too close with, uh, with my dad as I was growing up. So like coaches were, you know, big father figure for me. Like, you know, I grew up with professional athletes at the academy. And I, I really, you know, everything those guys did, I try to mirror, I, the guys used to make fun of me when they came back every single week, they're like, dude, every time I hit with you, you got a new batting stance. Cause every time I hit the pro guy, I wanted to be them, you know, mm-hmm. and I wanted to mimic them and I wanted to do their movements. And, um, you know, they all took me underneath their wings and I had some really solid, like human beings around me as I was growing up. Um, and I think that that was big. I mean, my brother, uh, obviously growing up in the same household, but older than me, uh, 10 years older than me, he, um, you know, was, uh, in a gang and has been shot multiple times and just kind of went a different route. I mean, obviously he's turned his life around quite a bit to this point. Um, but it just different. Like we grew up in the same house, but had completely different environments just by who we were surrounded by. And, um, you know, those guys, I referenced them all the time. Some of them are still coaching. Some of them are completely out of the game. And, um, you know, they were, you know, my father figures, they were my, you know, my best friends. I wasn't out going to parties and doing all this stuff like I was at home you know I was either at the cages like reading or working out or hitting with these guys you know a Frank Thomas and Kenseco running in and out and like all these like great minds um Gil Velasquez uh you know just all these guys just running in and out and uh by the way plug for Gil Gil is one of the greatest human beings I've ever met in my entire life that guy yeah. was unbelievable I, I I'm sure Bobby that you probably remember him on the Red Sox uh, back in the day um but yeah, he was, I mean, he's like, he was making big league money. Like he'd been in the pros obviously for a while. And this guy every day drives up in like a Prius (laughs) when they definitely weren't cool um, back in the day. And, uh, you know, every time he pulled up, he'd pop open his trunk and he's giving out bats and, you know, gloves and just like a plus human being, like just would hit with anybody. Um, you know, always wanted to help people. Um, yeah, again, just like a plus human being, but you know, these guys are, you know mentors and uh you know father figures around me so i think that like you're saying those are big opportunities for us as a coach to just kind of remember our impact that we have on our players and who we have around us
0: yeah if you take advantage of the opportunity if you're if you <laughs> heads down on the phone when kids are there you're yeah. going to lose them you're going to lose them i see it i see it way more than i would
2: wish to that's that's for sure yeah. Well, I think that's pe- a part of it with the kids that, Joey, you mentioned how they struggle with failure. Social media, they have an unrealistic expectation of, of reality in the process. You know, what do you see on social media? The one good swing out of 200? hmm And it yeah. just, they, fake, instill, they, yeah, they instill this behavior that I have to succeed right now. And when they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger issue than kids, man.
1: Yeah, Bobby. If you didn't, if you didn't know, Bo's got his degree in psychology. So he's <laughs> yeah. So you better watch out. He's been analyzing you the whole time, the whole no, time. That's
2: fine. <laughs> and that's Bobby, funny. Bobby, how are you sitting here throwing jabs, big shot Bob? You can't even <laughs> give us a, you can't even give us a follow on Twitter. <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs> it's not useful information for him, Bo. <laughs> I listen. I it.
0: listen. Listen. I I listen. I follow. I gotta follow Joey.
1: Yeah, you did. You do uh, follow me. I went and checked why you were talking because I was going to give you a hard yeah. time and raz you, but I didn't check from the farm system account. Yeah, that's so, what I was looking at right now. Yeah, I was I was going to raz you because when you right. said that, I was like, I am call him. <laughs> He's trying to type it out on his phone. Right He's like, shoot, I'm, I'm going around. right now. How do you spell system I, again? <laughs> is it one word? I'm, I'm other checking sports? to see.
0: it. I'm trying to see if it's good. All I know is you sent me and fifty other people <laughs> a link in a message the other day. I. True. Listen, I, didn't I promise have, you I did I did not read that message. That was way too long.
1: Yeah. No, wow. I did I did I did send a message to you guys. Um it was 50 so, people. It hey, was me I, and
0: 50 other people. That doesn't make true. me feel special. Sorry. That didn't make me feel important. I'm
1: sorry, I could have copied and pasted it and sent it to everybody, but I wanted <laughs> this was I wanted authentically everybody to know that I wasn't copying pasting and that I was sending it to a group saying, Look, fellas, I love and appreciate you guys. Look, I'm trying to push the game forward if you guys could help. You know,
0: more of that side. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I did I did attempt. I don't think I did you retweeted I did, it either. So.
0: No, I didn't, I didn't retweet it. I, I clicked through and I didn't, to be honest, I didn't really understand what you're doing. Then are you plugging us right there, Bobby? Should I yeah. go off on that real quick? Yeah, I just, front, I just front-doored uh, you.
1: This is the end of part two. Stay tuned next week
2: as we wrap up our series with Bobby.
1: Man, so awesome to get through part two with Bobby. This call takeaway is brought to you by Silverback Sports.
2: Silverback Sports is the alpha when it comes to arm care and training essentials silverbacks training products are constructed from premium materials and are designed to be durable and dependable to withstand the toughest and most rigorous during or training programs visit shopsilverback.com to see their entire line of high quality products at very affordable prices also follow them on twitter instagram and facebook to stay up to date that's at shop silverback that's at shop silverback. yeah Joey, what was your biggest call takeaway
1: I think my biggest call takeaway is, you know, again, when he was talking about the importance of those little conversations that happen on the side, I mean, those could be even more important than doing movement work, swings, anything like that. I know sometimes on uh, Twitter, some of these guys will give some uh, about guys just in the cage talking the whole time. And we're we're definitely not hitting on that. But what Bobby was emphasizing, again, is talking through approaches. um, It doesn't matter, you know, if you don't have a game plan um, and you don't know, again, how to utilize the skills that you're learning, um, you know, that's a big gap. Um, so I really appreciated that, that he dove into that and really that he, uh, talked about those, but how about you, Bo?
2: Yeah, man, that's a good one. Uh, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was his desire to be present with his athletes when he's training them, especially the younger athletes. Uh, I think it's common in our society, uh, to be typically engulfed in our phones, tablets, social media, whatever that may be, uh, being present in the moment is less common. So as coaches and trainers, we have such an opportunity to impact the lives of these young people. So thought it was pretty cool to hear Bobby touch and open that, uh, the importance of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, guys, it's awesome. Our membership side has definitely been growing. We've been adding things uh, to it. So definitely go out and check that stuff out. Check out some of the new resources. Obviously, we're going to continue putting things on there. If you have anything that you'd like to share, any way that you'd like to contribute to that, uh, make sure to reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. And, you know, I just want to remind everybody, too, as well, we want you guys to be part of the team. We want you to look like you're part of the team. Make sure to check out our shop. There's hats, there's shirts, all kinds of things for you guys uh, to look like you're part of the team that you've already been on. So um, for us and our partners over at Yakker Tech, until next time, Farm System out. <makes noise>